Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. The Barbecue Central Show is supported in part by these great sponsors. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and barbecue pits. Their website is thebbqguru.com. Also, Butcher Barbecue, maker of injections, rubs, and sauces. Their website is butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for anything in the barbecue and grilling industry to include world championship winning rubs. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. And by Cookshack, maker of pellet and electric cookers. You can visit them at cookshack.com. Also, Chops Power Injector System. Three different size injectors to choose from. Find out more at barbecuekansascity.com, and that's barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and versatile cookers out there on the market. Visit them at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Smithfield, the biggest name in pork, bringing you great opportunities this barbecue season. Get Smokin' with Smithfield and their grant program and committed cooks program. Learn more at smokinwithsmithfield.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the finest pellet cookers on the market. Their website, greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookin' Pellets, manufacturer of wood pellets to fire wood pellet cookers. Their website is cookinpellets.com. You can also purchase on Amazon.com as well. This is Jennifer Paulinus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Barbecue Central Show. Here we go. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. This is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I don't know if you heard that or not. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. Jam-packed show, great show lined up, oh my goodness. But if you've always dreamed of becoming part of the show, I'm going to tell you how you can do it right now. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what we have going on this evening. In case you're on the fence about staying tuned or not, or listening to the podcast or not, coming up at 9.14, 12 minutes from now, the longest-running sponsor of this show, he is... A man of many talents, a championship pitmaster and the sales and marketing manager 
for the barbecue guru, Bob Trudnack, will be joining us. That's right. And then at 9.35, we will have... Oh, we will have an open segment because I have a lot of items to address. So 9.35, if you've always wanted to get in touch with the show and get off on a subject, 9.35 might be the time for you. A lot of things that we can get into there, including me and a follow-up interview that I had with Mike McLeod this past Friday to clarify a few items. Of course, you recall him saying that at the end of this year, MMA Creative, which is his marketing company, and KCBS, which they have been partners for the last 11 years, will be splitting up. Got a lot of questions, a lot of emails over the course of the following few days after last week's show asking, what does this mean for Sam's Club? What does this mean for KCBS in general? Are there going to be sponsors that are taken away because MMA isn't there anymore? What is going to happen? So I chased back down, chased back down. I chased down yet again, Mike McLeod, and I recorded him via the telephone. And I'll play back some of the stuff that we talked about this past Friday. So hopefully to answer a few questions, I don't know if I'm going to be putting anybody's mind at ease per se, or if there's anybody's mind that isn't at ease. But that'll happen at 9.35. We'll also talk about quite an interesting segment that happened last week. I'll get to that here in a second. So that's uh, open segment 9.35. Then we'll move to the second hour at 10.14, the pitmaster of Tim's Full Belly Deli who will be recapping Death Store Barbecue, the two-day event that took place in Wisconsin this past weekend. Tim Shop will be joining me. And helping me close out the show, of course, as I had mentioned in the newsletter, this is the lead-up to the American Royal that is going to be happening this weekend, if you can believe it. Labor Day weekend finds the American Royal taking place for the first time ever, by the way. Why not get one of the most winningest American Royal pitmasters on the air to talk about it, how it was back in the day, what he thinks of competition barbecue right now, and we'll also talk a little business of barbecue. After all, he's the one that is out there promoting the Good One Smoker brand. It is the pitmaster of Three Little Pigs, Chris Marks, at 1035. All that plus your phone calls and emails if you want to jump in. How about that? All right. First and foremost, let everybody know the show is on live. If they want to see it live, you can catch it live right here on my Facebook page, Barbecue Central Show, or you can get it live on the longtime syndication video partner of this show, OutdoorCookingChannel.com. You can also get it on Roku via OutdoorCookingChannel.com or a number of other internet protocol television. So if you have one of those, go into the app store, look for Outdoor Cooking Channel. If it's there, download it. You will get a live stream option, plus you will get a host of archives of not only this show, but all the other shows that are on OutdoorCookingChannel.com, so you're going to want to check that out. All right, first and foremost, I want to make a special mention to all of the Centralites, even if you're not a Centralite and you're in Texas, especially in the the Houston, Corpus Christi, surrounding areas, of course. Special mention to my guy, Doug Scheiding, out there. I mean, he's kind of on the periphery. Um, because he's in San Antonio, but thoughts and prayers to everybody that is being affected by the hurricane out there in the Texas area. I hope everybody is doing as well as possibly can be expected. 
and let me make a call. And I saw a lot of this out there on Facebook today. I'm going to make a mention of it right here on this show because hopefully if you're not on social media but you happen to listen to the show and you don't know about it, there's an organization out there called Operation Barbecue Relief. It is an award-winning organization. And basically when natural disasters hit, tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes, you name it, they mobilize and they feed first responders and homeless, anybody that can't get a meal. They are showing up, taking their own time, cooking the food. They got the barbecue pits. They're making great food, of course. I mean, these guys are, most of them are championship award-winning pit masters, of course. But then a lot of them are just like you and me, backyard guys and know what they're doing and gals and trying to feed people that are in need. Please, if you've ever considered donating to Operation Barbecue Relief and go directly to the website, don't fall for any of this other stuff. A lot of people will take a cut off the top. Go right to the Operation Barbecue Relief website. I will leave a link in the show notes in case you don't know where it is, but I mean, just Google it. Send money unless you are kind of in that immediate area and can lend physical help or cook or do something other in a laborious way in that regard. Otherwise, send money. One dollar equals one meal. So you can quickly do the math. If you got a hundred bucks, it's a hundred meals. If you got fifty bucks, it's fifty meals. Anything you can send, please go to the website and make a donation. And I encourage money because money can go buy more supplies. But ultimately, while labor is great and cookers are great. Money is the key driving factor here. So if you can donate, if you've always thought about donating and you're waiting for a great time, this is the time. Now more than ever, go to the Operation Barbecue Relief website and please make a financial donation. Shout out to the Operation Barbecue Relief folks and what they're currently doing down there. It's going to scale up from here, believe it or not. True American Heroes, Operation Barbecue Relief. No doubt about it. Absolutely. So please, if you can, go donate. A lot of people asking me over the last week or so, Greg, you going to be over at the American Royal this year? I can tell you with 100% of surety, no. Get that big stuff out of here. I have Labor Day events to host, go to, enjoy. I do not live near Kansas or the Speedway, for that matter. So the answer continues to be no. I'm not going to the American Royal. So if you were looking for me or looking to get pictures with me, I'm sorry to disappoint, but it ain't going to be this year. Maybe next year. But it depends on when it's going to be. If it's going to fall on a holiday, especially Labor Day, like this is right in my cooking wheelhouse. This is one of my weekends. And we already have huge plans made for Saturday. Of course, shout out to the Galeotos because it's about to go down like Chinatown, baby. And I am—I just could not possibly see fit to leave what I have planned on my numerous cookers. But I'm not even going to be here. We're going to be over somebody's house. And enjoy the Labor Day weekend and not go... Oh, oh, why is the American Royal on Labor Day? What's going on? So, 
That's the answer to that. Now, I, I don't know if I can release it yet, but perhaps by next week I can tell you that in two weeks' time I might be doing something that I competed in last year around this time, but I don't think I can technically mention it yet. But it's going to be a fun, fun thing if you're in the greater Cleveland area on the 16th of September, and I'll have to leave it as vague as that. Sorry. All right, let me tell you about Cook Shack. They manufacture smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in the backyard, on the competition circuit, in a five-star dining facility. Cook Shack has the unit that will do the job, and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it is the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoke and grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fast Eddie Martin. The FEC 100 and PG 1000 are always customer favorites. The PG 1000 could double as a smoker and a grill. Low and slow or hot and fast. The pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Then you have this one, and I've been using it a lot lazy. The Cook Shack Residential Electric Smoker, the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or again, visit the website cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com. This past week, well, two weeks ago, it was beef jerky. This past weekend, I tried my hand at smoked cherry tomatoes. And I have to say... While a little oversmoked because it was the first time, went a little aggressive, I can always dial it back to a winning recipe. They were smoky globes of sweet goodness. They ended up going on top of a high-heat pizza that I was making in the Green Mountain Grill pizza insert, believe it or not. I highly recommend smoked cherry tomatoes. About 165, 170 degrees for maybe half hour tops picks up the smoke that patina was very attractive looking you follow me on the social media as you saw it all all right when we come back we will have bob trudnack from the barbecue guru in the meantime you're listening and watching the barbecue central show right here on the barbecue central networks stick around we'll be right back Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. The 2017 grant program was a raging success this season. So if you want your event to be considered for next year, 2018, head to smokingwithsmithfield.com right now. 
and apply for the 2018 grant program. Applications are being taken until October 25th. So don't miss out. Once again, that is smokingwithsmithfield.com for the 2018 grant program. My first guest tonight, the longest-running sponsor of this here show, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. They also produce a host of other barbecue products that make your barbecue and grilling life easier. However, tonight we will be hitting on the all-new monolith ceramic cooker as well as the latest and greatest automatic pit temperature control device, the CyberQ Cloud. So let's go ahead and race over to the Smithfield Hotline and welcome back the pitmaster of the same name, the barbecue guru, Bob Trudnack. Bob, how are you, buddy? Greg Rempe, how are you, buddy? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Bob, always appreciate you making time for the show. A couple of different places that I yeah. figured we'd hit here this evening and before we get into the products stuff or the business of the barbecue guru, as I had mentioned, Quite the successful pit master here over the last number of years as well. And uh, being that competitive barbecue cook this past weekend, you took part in that regional final for the National Pro Barbecue Tour presented by Sam's Club for a chance to move on to that national final in Bentonville in October. Top 10 go, yep. of course, and you were 10th overall. So first and foremost, Ooh. congratulations on getting that last uh, ticket of the top 10 punch to go to Bentonville. So I guess... You know, from a high level, as we usually do on these competition talks, your assessment of Richmond, your cook, and I guess what does getting to the final mean to you and the company for a chance to win a national title? Yeah, well, first of all, yeah, it's lucky by the skin of my teeth. I'm very happy about that. Um, Richmond was just an awesome event, as all as are all Sam's Club events. Um uh, Michael McDearman and that whole crew just put on amazing events. They take care of the cooks. They're well organized. Um, it's just a, it's, it's fantastic. So went down to Richmond. It was about a six hour ride, and uh, got down there. We had some beautiful weather, and I, you know I was ready. I knew this was a tough, tough field of oh, cooks. Yeah. Very, very talented cooks. Um, and I gave it my best shot. And you know, chicken is what carried me. Uh, to the top 10. You mentioned chicken, 180 in chicken, by the way. Look at you being all nice and humble. Do you? <laughs> so let me ask you this. From a pitmaster's perspective, I guess doing this show so long, I can have an idea of where you're going to go with this. But when you have a 180 chicken or 180 ribs, or you name it, 180 is perfect. When you have that yeah. caliber of chicken, or any product for that matter, do you realize as you're tasting it and you're cooking it that this is something that might be a little bit more special than what you're normally putting out, or is it always a surprise when you get the call? Well, you know, as a cook who's been doing this a long time, you know when you have good food, and you know when you turn in something that could have been a little bit better. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, every week I cook, it's 180 chips. But, um, <laughs> you know, the judges say different. You know, I always love my chicken. I think it's great. But what you like and what the judges like can be two different things. So I've been inconsistent, to say the least, in chicken. I've done top five, you know, two weeks in a row, and then I'll be 20th place. And it's the same exact recipe, the same exact timeline, the same exact, you know, taste and tenderness, I feel. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit of a, you know, there's wondering that goes on. What are they going to think this week? But I made it. I made a change. I made a 
I didn't make a change to taste and tenderness, but I made a change to what chicken parts I put in the box. And it made all the difference in the world, apparently, this weekend. Well, now you have me wondering, what <laughs> did you put in something other than thighs? Yes. Really? Yeah. Am I going to tell you what I did? Yes, you are. Uh, You're on the really big Barbecue <laughs> Central show for crying out loud. You're going to spill the bean. I mean, I can guess, I'm right? Gonna, Let's I'm see. Spill the beans was, right here. It was probably chicken wings of some sort, right? Or some type of white meat. No. It hmm. was chicken legs. Chicken legs, of course. I did. I did all drums. You did all drums? Yes. Wow. Don't try this at home. <laughs> Do not try this until after the championship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because because that <laughs> that that could could evidently make or break the barbecue guru, right? Yes. Yes. I shouldn't have said it, but whatever. Do you, I mean? So let's carry this out all the way to the end. You go to Bentonville. You win okay. the national championship. You won eighty and chicken again. Would you foresee a run oh. on people starting to turn in chicken legs only at that point? Could that I, be yeah, the next big thing? Do what, what makes them successful? You know, people are not going to change because I did something. Um, you may have a few teams here and there, but you know, I just think you do what you do, right? So I wanted to try it. I wanted to be a little different. I know it's not the norm, but I know teams who have done this. And I've tasted their chicken legs, and I'm not mentioning any names, but they're fantastic. And I, and I you know, what's interesting is when I was in Germany uh, back in July, I turned in chicken legs because I felt like I didn't have a choice. I turned in the whole leg quarter because they were so small. And when I bit into that leg quarter before I boxed them, I bit into the drum part, and I was just like blown away by how good it was. <laughs> So that said to me, you know what? Maybe I need to try this back in the states. I have to be and honest. That's where I went with it. it it really gives me like a newfound hope that you can get away with doing something out of the norm, flavor profile wise, yeah. or how it looks, or the instead of turning in all the thighs like the ninety nine percent of the teams, for you to go as you said out of the comfort zone or out of the norm and not yeah. be punished has to be encouraging to a pitmaster to a certain degree. Absolutely, very encouraging because I knew it can go either way. I never people that said, "Ooh, man, I don't know if you should try this at a contest at this level." You know, play around with that at a you know backyard contest or something. But you know what? I felt like it was a risk I had to take. And I was either, either going to get crushed or they were going to, you know, accept it and and even, you know, think, you know what, this guy went outside the box to give us something special. So now there's a, there's, it's a whole different cooking method and style of preparation, but it worked. And I did a lot of practice to get there. Will you cook a number of contests between now and then? Um, actually, I head back to Germany. In September, and I'll probably do it, yes, another one or two here in the States before I go to the championship. And you, and everybody would expect that you're going to be doing legs again at this point. Maybe, maybe not. Probably. I, I'm not going <laughs> to. We're not going to tip our hand, but, you, but you're definitely going to do that. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> of course. You're right. <laughs> That's right. We have no idea what he's going to do. Let's get that out right out in the open. We have no idea. We're not yeah. marking boxes. No, no. Um, all right, Bob. So. I'm 
Yeah, chicken beaks and chicken feet. Feet yeah. and beaks. That's Ex- right. Exactly. That's going to be my new competition team name, the Feet and Beaks Barbecue. I like it. Bob Trudnack joining me from the Barbecue Guru. Right, let's do some business here, Bob. So recently, the Barbecue Guru has introduced two new products. One is a new version of something that we all love the Barbecue Guru for, which is automatic pit temperature control technology. But the other one is kind of a divergence of sorts. I mean, certainly the Guru has made cookers before, but really hasn't ever dabbled into the ceramic cooker realm. So we'll start wherever you want. We can do controller or we can do ceramic cooker. You pick one and we'll run with it. Let's talk monolith. Let's Let's do it. All right. I'm really excited about this. Um, Monolith Grills are a company out of Germany. And obviously, you know, I go to Germany a few times a year. We have a division of our business there. So when I go over to Germany, um, not only do I have the shotgun smoker that we make, um, but Monolith Grills provides me with some of the ceramic grills to cook with. And I've kind of fallen in love with them over the past couple of years because I've got to use them at competitions. And they're very easy to use, good quality. Um, so, you know, we started talking, uh, the two companies, and said, hey, let's try to bring these over to the States and sell them over there. I think people will accept them. They're, you know, like you said, they're very good quality. You can do anything on them. And we will incorporate our barbecue guru control system into the cooker. So it's not now a separate fan. The fan is built into the side of the cooker. It's designed and made that way. Hmm. So you have a stainless steel housing on the side, the left side of the cooker, uh, with a 10 CFM fan. We have two sizes, the classic and the little chef. The classic is 18-inch diameter. The chef's 22 and a half. Uh, and you can do everything on them, uh, from roasting, baking, smoking, making jerky, barbecue, uh, pizzas, wh- whatever you want. Whatever you can do in your kitchen oven, you can do on this grill. And you can use it at lower temps with the barbecue guru system, or you can bypass that and use it like a traditional Kamado-style grill with the front and top damper and do all the grilling you want, side temp if you want. Obviously, ceramic cookers to our niche, nothing new. Is there something right. that is there something from a manufacturing standpoint that the monolith kind of stands out from some of the other brands, or is it a little bit of similar stuff, and then where you set apart is accessories or things that are included or something like that? Yeah, well, obviously the biggest thing that, stand, that stands apart is the fact that it's the only temperature-controlled integrated smoker. Of course. So it comes out of the box that way. Um, now, you can buy it with or without the control. If you already have a control, you can just buy it with the fan. If the fan's built in, you can use your own control, or you can buy it with a DigiQ or CyberQ. The other things that set it apart are the fact that it comes with so many different accessories. Um, it has a heavy-duty stainless steel basket that fits down in the firebox with a a divider piece that can be used so you can cook to one side or the other, Mm -hmm. or you can take that divider piece out and just fill that basket. It has two half pizza stones and a rack so you can do indirect on one, direct on the other side. You know, if you're doing, you know, grilling steaks and you want to get some vegetables done at the same time, but you don't want them over the direct heat, so you don't burn the asparagus, say, or whatever. Uh, there's two-zone cooking. 
you could, uh, it comes with a regular pizza stone for baking, breads, pizzas, desserts. Um, it just comes with a ton of accessories. It has a, a little access door in the front and our, and our designed unique um, feeder system to, uh, to put wood chips or chunks in the front without opening the cooker. Mm. So you can add smoke to it without losing heat and taking off all the racks and taking the meat out. Uh, it's got a lot of great features. We have a ton of accessories, cast iron grates and griddles. We have, you know, teak and stainless buggies. We have tables. Everything you can imagine. How are sales right now since launch? Very good. Yeah. We started launching these right after the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been great. You know, every week we're getting calls and shipping them out. One of the greatest things about this is we are selling direct. We have a great new website called monolithgrills.com, and they're available there and bbqguru.com. And we offer free shipping. Really? So it ships right to your driveway for absolutely free. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how you can go wrong. What are the price points between the 18 and the 22 and a half? Yeah, so you're, you're at twelve ninety nine right now for the Classic, mm-hmm. which is the 18, and sixteen fifty for the Le Chef. That's the bigger one. Uh, they are introductory prices. That was chef is probably going to go up very soon. Um, but that's just something we wanted to bring it in low and mm-hmm. get them out there and get people talking about them. And, um, you know, it's exciting. And there, we have a lot of videos, tips, and tricks on how to use them. Everything you can imagine on the website. And if you don't find it there, give us a call and we'll talk about it. The other product is the CyberQ Cloud. I think a lot of people have been anxiously awaiting getting their hands on this or seeing a product like this. Talk to me about the CyberQ Cloud. Yeah, the Cloud is, uh, wow, we, I mean, we can't build them fast enough. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the Cloud is a just a new version of the CyberQ Wi-Fi. Uh, and it, there, are, there are, you know, some new hardware, new electronics in it. And it comes with... Share My Cook. Share My Cook is a brand new website that we launched. Um, so you can register your cloud device to Share My Cook. And you can create recipes. You can do live cooks on social media. You can see all the graphing. You can make notes within the graph. You know, say you're, you know, you, you light your coals. You come up to your temperature, for example, 250. And you put your meat on. And then an hour and a half in. You want to go, you know, spritz it with apple juice or whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at your graph and you can see, you know, nice even temperature coming up. And then all of a sudden you see a big dip. Well, you can go in there and make a note. Spritzed ribs, open cooker. Um, so now you can save that data and it's recorded for you so you can go back and look at it. Um, and the other thing you can do is put all your parameters in. Everything from... You know, the type of cooker you're using, the temperature it was outside, the types of meats, the charcoal, whatever you want. is You can make it as easy or you can make it as involved as you want and then look at your successful cooks and look at your unsuccessful cooks and say, okay, I want to repeat this and then go back and do it. Because you have all the information now laid out in front of you. 
It's all laid out in front of you. And like I said, you can share it live. So one of my goals here is to get to a competition and get a, a live cook going so that people can see my competition cook live. Hmm. And I will get it done soon. Price point wise on the CyberQ Cloud, Bob. Yeah, it's um I think we all, I think we only raised the price ten dollars on it, believe it or not. We we were able to keep it pretty low, so I think it's two sixty five plus fan and adapter. And if you have the monolith, all you need to do is hook the controller up and you have the fan and you're all set to go. That's exactly right. Wow. Yeah. So we sell, like I said, we sell it by itself. You know, they all come with the fan. They're built in. You can buy it without the control. You can buy it with the DigiQ or with the CyberQ. And the price with the DigiQ are $12.99 and $16.50. And they go up about $100 with the CyberQ. And they go down about $100 without any control if you already have one. And, of course, uh, you said the website's monolithgrills.com for the cooker. And then, of course, bbqguru.com is the flagship website. Yes. And also check out sharemycook.com. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can go in there, browse around, look at recipes, look at what other people are doing, and start recording your own. But let me ask you one final question before I let you go. There was quite the debate the last couple weeks as KCBS had kind of kicked out the idea of potentially allowing gas into, or at least the thought or the talk of allowing gas into competition barbecue. you have an issue with that? I, I don't, personally, I don't like involving gas in traditional KCBS barbecue contests. Just let it be charcoal and let it be wood. The devil inside of me would say, well, geez, Bob, you're the guy that does automatic temperature control devices. How traditional is that? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just blowing air, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's it? (laughs) That's it. Just blowing air. So you say no, keep? I don't know. I just, I just like, I just like the fact that it's traditional charcoal wood. Yeah, I mean, we can go back to. You don't really need any of the devices that are out there today. You don't need any of the cookers. Sure. You can go dig a hole in the ground and get yourself a sharp stick and some wood and build a fire and, and cook whatever you want. So anything that's really on the market today is not needed, but it's about convenience. It's about people have busy lives and they still want to cook traditional barbecue. But as far as competitions involved, I don't mind that there's there could be propane competitions, electric smoker competitions out there. Have at it. That's great. But I don't like mixing them. Let it, you know, let certain contests be what they are. And then, you know, you can try some new stuff, see if it works. Bob Trudnack is the sales and marketing manager for the Barbecue Guru, longest running sponsor of this show. Also the pitmaster for the team name with the same name, Barbecue Guru. Going to be headed over to Germany in September. I'm sure you're going to have a great time there. You're kind of like almost second citizen over there, right? Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they think I'm one of them. And I am. You know, when I go over there, and I'm bringing Big Mo with me this time, so we're going to have a blast. Oh, wow. Well, uh, we'll have to get a recap when you guys get back to the States. Uh, but in the meantime, check out the website, bbqguru.com. If you have any questions, obviously, as always, tell you in the reads. Make sure you call so you can get all your questions answered. Uh, if it's not Bob, it's one of the very well-capable people answering the phones and making sure they're getting you the right stuff to get you up and running right out of the box. Bob, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. 
All right, Greg, take care. You got it. There he is. Bob Trudman. By the way, saying no. On the Barbecue Central you Show take appear your via the Smithfield Hotline. Yummy. Have your own gas competitions, why don't you? I have to admit, I'm a little surprised that he was uh, anti-gas for uh, KCBS, right? I mean, that's the argument, of course. He made a good counter-argument. I mean, what, what don't you need that people are using? Pretty much everything. <laughs> that's kind of true. All right, open segment coming up next. So if you want to jump in, I'm happy to have you. 216-220-0966. In the meantime, let me talk to you about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in anything barbecue. A curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies. That will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been approved by Pitmaster Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From award-winning rubs and sauces to American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to become a better outdoor cook in general. Whether you're a backyard guy like me or a competition pro, Big Papa Smokers has something for you. They're known for the championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition scene and in the backyard. Big Papa's offers 13 perfectly well-balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary... Whether you're cooking to impress the judges or grilling for your family and friends, Big Papa Smokers, award-winning rubs and seasonings do not disappoint. You can pick them up at BigPapaSmokers.com. Of course, then you know they have the West Coast offense when they combine with Big Papa's and Simply Marvelous. That's the West Coast offense cornering the market on competitive barbecue. They have redefined the flavor profiles that cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Also... They are a proud owner of Granny's Barbecue Sauce. If you're looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everyone, Granny's traditional yet powerful flavor will remind you why you fell in love with barbecue in the first place. And don't forget, they got a bunch of great cookers, right? Pellet cookers. If you're not a fan of pellet cookers, you can check out the old Hickory Ace BP. Or if you're just a backyard guy looking for a tank of a grill, the M Grill from Texas is just what you need. Here's the deal. Give them a call and find out what you think you might need or ask them questions about what you think you're interested in, 877-828-0727, or visit the website BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. All right, we are back with an open segment. So if you want to jump in, give me a shout. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. Be right back. Now, let's get back to the LeBron James of Barbecue Talk, Craig Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. Medium size, got you covered there too. 
Something to take on tailgates. We are getting headlong into tailgate season, believe it or not. They got you covered there, too. Also, pellets to fire those cookers. And the thing that I have been playing with the most is the high-heat pizza insert. I think it's like 150 bucks or something like that. Made especially for the Jim Bowie and the Daniel Boone. It's so fun. Once you figure out the temperature, and I'm going to give you a piece of advice that Jason Baker gave me a couple weeks ago, and then I tried it out this past weekend, because I was running into a problem where I might have been running a little hot at the stone. So underneath, I don't want to say it was like black, black, but it was pretty dark and potentially, depending on what kind of a person you are, if you don't like stuff that's really golden. You might be a little offended by the color. And I said, geez, every, it tastes great, but if aesthetically it could be a little bit more or less brown, that would probably be a good thing. How can I do that? So I talked to Jason Baker, and he said, hey, here's something to keep in mind. If you're running at 350 degrees in the cooker where you set the temperature at, you can roughly figure it's double that at the stone. He said, try 300 degrees. That'll get you 600 at the stone. Go make your adjustments from there. So I bumped it down 300 degrees. Also, I started using cornmeal instead of semolina flour because that was burning pretty quickly. But that could also have been because the stone was a little too high. Because I believe that semolina flour is like one of the keys to victory in this. But he said, try cornmeal. It's not as low of a burn point. So I put cornmeal on the pizza peel and got my dough right. Telling you 300 degrees. Actually, I bumped it up to maybe 310. So it was about 620 on the stone. The pizzas that I made this past weekend were absolutely spectacular. Rave reviews from kids and neighbors and family friends. Everybody was absolutely over the moon. The crust looked great. The crust was crispy at the bottom. So I'm going to have to shoot a couple videos and show you what I'm doing at least. But I'm telling you, this insert is absolutely fabulous. So if you haven't tried it yet and you have one of those two models of Green Mountain Grills, pick one up. The heat exchange over on the west side of Cleveland actually sells them if you're local to Cleveland and you're looking to pick one up. Very worthwhile. Make great pizza. I mean, it's fun to make pizza, man. It's just everybody loves it. 89 cents, I can go to Aleshi's Italian Grocery over in Willowick and buy 89-cent pizza balls, and I cut them in half. 89 cents, I get two pizzas worth of dough. It's great. Plus, it, you know, of course, Aleshi's is the Italian supermarket, so I can get the pizza sauce there and the fresh mozzarella and the gabagol, you name it. Oh, it's so good. There's nothing better than making pizzas the family and they get to top them and what's the best part like three four minutes tops they're done when you're cooking at 600 degrees on the stone or whatever it is so fun highly recommend if you have the means i highly recommend let me talk to you about last week and if you are a follower of amazingribs.com or meathead or max good on a lot of the social media, but especially on the Twitter. And I happen to agree with a lot of experts out there these days. Twitter is pretty much evil. For me, it's a necessary evil, and I think a lot of people get news from Twitter. 
I think a presidential election was won a lot or in large part because of Twitter. But there's a lot of bad on Twitter and a lot of hate on Twitter and a lot of troll on Twitter because you can pretty much be an anonymous bag and get away with it. You can hook people. So first and foremost, if you're on Twitter or you're not sure about Twitter or whatever, let me tell you this. What's rule number one of the show? No names, please. But what's rule number two of the show? Don't get hooked. Don't get on Twitter. Don't get hooked. Don't let people who have 15 and 19 followers who are completely worthless in the world of Twitter following hook you into any kind of argument. Don't don't even feature it. Just don't do it. Don't get hooked. However, I understand that it's easy sometimes to get hooked. You see what they're writing about you or they're trying to bait you into getting into some type of an exchange. Hell, I'm as guilty of it as the next guy. I used to bait Josh Cribbs, former return man of the Cleveland Browns, all the time when he played because you could hook him. You could say something to him. He would answer you back. You could take another run at him, and all of a sudden, you guys are in, I would be in, not Twitter wars, but I would be in a fairly frothy back and forth with a National Football League player who at the time was like Pro Bowl caliber return man. Talking to me, I'm a nobody. Don't get hooked. However, it leads me to this point. So. Last week, I had Max Good on the show, and we were talking about their review of the Myron Mixon cooker, and he had said, and you can go back and listen to the show to get your own take on it, but he said that the folks of Myron Mixon, or maybe it was the manufacturer, but somebody offered to pick up his expense to get out there and review the cooker or cookers because these grills that they are looking to get reviewed, you know, probably start in the five, six thousand dollar range, can go up to the twenty-four, twenty-five thousand dollar range. Probably not cost effective to ship from wherever they were. I think it was Connecticut out to Chicago in some area or thereabouts. And so they offered to pay for Max to go out and review. And I said, hey, well, I didn't say it. So then at the end, he said, we realize that, you know, we're probably not going to do that again. Now, this is Max speaking, and I'll get you up to date on where we're sitting current day. But he said there had been some other manufacturers that had approached him after the fact. And they said, hey, we would love to have you come out to our facility, check out our grill. Somebody else might have asked as well. And he said, we're not going to do that because we don't want to be perceived or even thought about being anything other than above board. And I said, well, don't you think you're kind of throwing a little bit of pie in your face if you're going to accept it from a Byron Mixon, but you're not going to accept it from ABC Company? If you're going to do it, do it and be very upfront about it. Disclose it and say, X company or X barbecue pit manufacturer or X grill company is paying for my expenses to their location where I will do a complete review and trial of these grills and 
I will be able to post our unadulterated thought and review of these cookers. Now, somebody on Twitter took Meathead, Amazing Ribs, and Max to task and said, how can you call yourself uh, unbiased? You are getting expenses paid for. He might have been saying that they were demanding or that they were asking for all expense paid trips, which if you go back and listen to the interview, there was no mention of that at all. Amazingribs.com did not make any mention of any expectation of having anything paid for and in fact had a fairly deep discussion prior Will they take the expense pay trip? Will they not? They ultimately did. Now, subsequently, and after having this very, what in my opinion, minimal Twitter battle with a guy that had 15 followers and that was calling them onto the carpet and making some fairly incorrect assessments, even though I kind of jumped in myself and said, go back and listen, what you're saying isn't true at all. You're kind of making stuff up on the fly. Go back and listen to the words. But Meat had found it incumbent upon himself to write a whole new junket page on their website and basically stating, and I'm paraphrasing, that his acceptance of an expense paid trip out to the Myron Mixon camp to review the smokers seemed innocuous enough. But after further review and getting involved into some uh, hook fighting with a guy on Twitter, or maybe a gal, who knows these days, that uh, they did make a error and that they were asking for uh, fans of Amazing Ribs forgiveness and that they had also been in contact with Myron Mixon's folks and they are reimbursing back the expense that was initially laid out by either the manufacturer or Myron Mixon's camp on the review of the smokers. So everything uh, paid back. And my thought is this. And this could be a very unpopular thought, and maybe it's because, I guess, up until last week, and I didn't even think it was that big of a deal, all of Meathead's reviews and findings and critiques and experiments have all been above board. His reputation and the website's reputation has been beyond reproach. And just my opinion, by the way, if your business is reviewing grills, uh, and certainly Meathead has all of his right to buy whatever cooker he would want and review, but if you have other companies that know that this is what you do, want you to impartially review their product because they feel that good about it, and they want to send it to you, then fine. Not only that, and there is an extensive testing policy and procedure that is put in place when people send stuff to AmazingRibs.com. And then they have the opportunity to come back and pick up their unit after testing is completed. Or it can be donated. A lot of times those cookers go to firehouses around the greater Chicago area, which is great. But in my opinion, if a company wants to cover the expense of having you go to their facility and show it off and then let you have at their cookers, as long as there is firm documentation in place ahead of time and that everybody agrees that if you're going to, even though you're going to fly us out or drive us out or do whatever, that th this is how we're going to rate 
And there's a chance that it might not rate that well. And as long as you're good with that, then everybody knows what's happening on front. There's no ownership stake in a company where we're going to defraud anybody or try and increase sales to line our pockets in the back end or anything like that. So I don't think, I don't think that there's anything wrong with a company approaching somebody and saying, hey, we'd love to have you come out. We'll carry it as long as everything is above board, everything is disclosed to the reader and the consumer, and then make your own choice at that point. If you think that somebody can't be impartial because they're being or they're having their expenses covered going out to a manufacturing facility, that that is, if that's the hurdle that you can't get over, then, then find somebody else that can review as many grills. Or don't turn to AmazingRibs.com for a review. If that's Now, I believe, and we'll talk to Meathead in a couple weeks to get his specific take on this, that they will absolutely not be doing that anymore. But in my opinion, and again, as long as it is completely disclosed and above board, then it's up to the reader to decide whether they can take that review seriously or not. And I think if you realize who you're dealing with, and it doesn't just go for AmazingRibs.com, it could go for um, uh, Spruce.com with Derek Riches, it could go for Barbecue Beat, it could go for me. If you have a trust and a character, then is it if if somebody if Ben Lang said, "Hey, we want you, we want to fly you out to the Lang facility and show you everything, and you can play around and review some of these cookers," and I liked them, is it should it be then construed that because? Of A, that I can't, I'm not allowed to say I didn't like something or not. I don't think that's the case. So while I certainly applaud Amazing Ribs for going above and beyond saying, hey, we're never going to do this again. Uh, to me, it, I think it might be a little bit of an overreaction. And, and again, why not be very upfront with what is happening all before any reviews or all before any money could potentially be made and saying, here's what we did. Disclose everything, as Doug Shiding is saying. Disclose, disclose, disclose. Let's not be, let's not, uh, you know, jump to any conclusions. Because that's the easy thing to do, of course, on the internet. Because we have access to everything at all times in nanoseconds. You can just get on and start taking anybody to task that you want. That's just my two cents. I don't think it's that big of a deal as long as everything is being brought to the forefront. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the pit barrel cooker. All right, pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to buy, who needs the hassle. I'm going to suggest to you one of my favorite little cookers, the pit barrel cooker. Pit barrel cooker makes cooking simple and fun, and it might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a single cooker that will turn out great traditional barbecue meats like briskets, pork butts, ribs. can also ramp up in temperature to do burgers, chicken wings, and hot dogs. How cool is that? Versatility is all thanks to the revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. Their hook-and-hang method places the food in the center of the heat, so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie. The result, great tasting, perfectly cooked meat each and every time. Not only is the pit barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it's aesthetically sexy as well. 
Built to withstand the heat thanks to its porcelain enamel finish, the pit barrel is able to withstand any type of weather as well. Extremely portable. It fits in the back of most trucks, vans, and SUVs. Basically, it's ready to go wherever you are. Of course, all barbecue folks love accessories. Pit Barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From the rubs and the cool stainless steel rub shakers to the unique removable ash pan, the pit grips, the turkey hanger, the hinged grill grate, the cut-to-size charcoal chimney, and the list goes on. It's really going to complete the Pit Barrel cooking experience. Best part, $299 ships for free right to your door, assembled, ready to cook on. Not only does the cooker ship free, but with so few returns, everything they sell ships for free to the lower 48 continental United States. No promo code, no coupon needed. Don't take my word for it. Folks at Amazing Ribs rave about it. Four years in a row, it gets their highest rating in their gold division. Head on over to pitbarrelcooker.com and see what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their full collection of short how-to videos. Then pick up one or two for yourself. You'll thank me later. If you have any questions, you can contact them through their website or call 502-228-1222. And yes, they will actually talk to you, find out what great customer service is all about when you visit Pit Barrel Cooker. Once again, that's pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com. Thanks to Noah and Amber for their longtime support of this show. A lot of food, by the way, can go on the Pit Barrel. So, looking for something inexpensive? Put a lot of food in. Easy to use. Easy. Come on. Eight racks of ribs you can do in that thing when you're hanging. Doesn't burn. Crazy. All right, we're back to wrap the first hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookingPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit cookingpellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also buy on Amazon.com as well. Don't forget that Applejack wood pellets. The Moonshine Applejack wood pellets, whatever. Sound great. Download the app too. Cookingpellets.com. All right, so, yeah, shout out to Matt Boer. I see you, but I was just thinking about you the other day. We still got to do that beer and barbecue cycle. We're going to do it. I know you think I'm a liar, but we're really going to do it. I believe I left me zero time to do the follow-up interview with uh, Mike McLeod because I'm too busy talking about the segment from last week with uh, Max Good saying that they took a trip from Myron Mixon and what my thoughts on that are going forward. I don't own AmazingRibs.com, but I will tell you what I think about AmazingRibs.com. There you go. Or anything else from that matter. You want to hear what I have to say? Just ask me. I'll tell you. 
If you missed the first segment or the first interview segment, you missed Bob Trudnack talking about his top 10 finish at the Richmond, Virginia regional final this past weekend. Moving on in 10th place. You also missed him talking about how he turned in all chicken legs, diverting from the thighs. Very neat. Getting him a 180 in chicken. So, we'll see if that continues on at the national final. We'll try again as he goes over to Germany in a couple weeks, but I'll be interested to see if he is going to be doing all legs again and how many people might be trying all legs all of a sudden. Who knows? Could be the next big trend, folks. We also talked about the monolith grill. Comes with a bunch of accessories. Two different sizes, $1,300, $1,650, an 18-inch and a 22-and-a-half-inch, respectively, on those price points. Plus, it does come already loaded out with an automatic temperature control fan, so you just need a controller, hook it up, and you're off and running. The first ever of its kind, already built-in fan. Cool. No guesswork on that. That's, like, the hardest part in some of these cookies, trying to figure out what size fan to get. Monolithgrills.com is the website, or bbqguru.com. Buy them at both places. We are going to step away as we reload for the second hour, but stick around. We will be right back. Listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish, what? He ate two feet for wiener. So listen, Lebertius, shit feast. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Uh, It's the Barbecue Central Show, folks. In case you didn't know, we talk about all the cool things that are happening in the world of barbecue and grilling, all that stuff. So if you missed the first hour, luckily, you can subscribe to the show on podcast, which is how 99% of you listen to the show anyway. So thank you for that. Still to come on this show, Rich Rob... Not Rich Rob. Sorry. Tim Shop from Tim's Full Belly Deli. Also, Chris Marks from Three Little Pigs. We'll talk a little American Royal. It's coming up. So you got that to look forward to. 
Uh, we talked to one of the top 10 finishers in the first hour, but the National Pro Barbecue Tour presented by Sam's Club rolled into Richmond, Virginia this past weekend. Of course, this was the regional final that sends the top 10 teams to Bentonville, Arkansas for the national final. That'll take place on October 7th, and the top 10 teams moving on are winning it with a 698.8 smoking buttheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, butthead. Reserve Grand with a 694 Wolf's Revenge Barbecue. Good job. Third place, Good Smoke Barbecue. Fourth place, well, looky here. It's Dan Hickson and Three Eyes Barbecue moving on. Fifth place, Rocky Top Barbecue. Sixth place, Sweet Smoke Q, Florida. Seventh place, Checkered Flag 500 Barbecue. Eighth place, Pork Butt Paradise. Ninth place, Insane Swine Barbecue. And tenth place, The Barbecue Guru. So, how about that? The next... National Pro Barbecue Tour event takes place this coming weekend. That's going to be in Traverse City, Michigan. Good luck to everybody competing. Since it is a local event, top six teams will be moving on to that regional. If you didn't hear it or see it on any type of Google barbecue alert, certainly, as I talked about in the very beginning of the show, a lot of devastation a lot of flooding, a lot of people need help down there in Texas. But as we relate it to barbecue, one of the most iconic, famous, popular barbecue places down in Austin caught fire during this storm, believe it or not. Uh-oh. A fire that officials say was caused by an ember from a barbecue pit severely damaged part of Austin's renowned Franklin Barbecue early Saturday. Nobody injured in the blaze, this according to mystatesman.com. James Beard, award-winning pitmaster Aaron Franklin, said he received a call at 5.37 a.m. alerting him that his restaurant was on fire. He jumped into his truck and headed to the restaurant. He and his wife, Stacy, opened at 900 East 11th Street in 2011. An employee cooking his ribs had first noticed the fire and called 911. The smokehouse, where the fire originated, was almost completely destroyed, though the pits themselves weren't damaged. Parts of the roof caved in, and the walk-in cooler suffered serious damage. And a quote, damage is certainly worse than I thought it was going to be, close quote, Franklin said, following a walkthrough with the Austin Fire Department. We deal with fire every day. It was inevitably someday something was going to be a problem. I just hope we can get it back together. Fire Department officials said there was an accidental fire caused by a wind-blown ember from the pit that was ignited surrounding combustible materials. The fire is estimated to have caused $200,000 worth of structural damage and $150,000 worth of content damage, which is probably food and other stuff. The fire was contained to the room that houses the smokers, the restaurant's kitchen, and the dining room only suffered smoke damage. This was not much property loss, as most restaurants would have had, Franklin said. There is arguably no other restaurant name as synonymous with the city of Austin as Franklin's Barbecue. What started as a trailer in Interstate 35 Access Road in 2009 has grown into the city's greatest tourist attraction and a bucket list item for barbecue lovers from Texas and around the world. 
Lines regularly start forming three hours before the restaurant opens, and in 2016, Franklin became the first barbecue cook to ever win the prestigious James Beard Award for Best Chef. Franklin said he assumes the entire frame of the smoke. I'm sorry. Franklin said he assumes the entire frame of the smokehouse will have to be torn down and rebuilt. Also, in a quote, I kind of had a game plan to get us back open, but going inside kind of crushed that, Franklin said. He still hopes that they will be able to reopen in a few weeks, but said they'll have to wait for rain to cease before they can fully analyze what can be done. It's odd for me to not be cheerful, Franklin said. I get some thoughts going on for sure, but I'm not so upset about what's already happened. I'm more looking forward to what we're going to be able to do down the road. So if you had a trip planned down there, obviously the weather is probably prohibiting that, but uh, if you're List included Franklin's Barbecue. That's going to be off the list here for at least a while. Now, I did put in for an interview with Franklin's Barbecue, but obviously they had some more pressing issues than to be on the show at 9.30 or 10 o'clock or whatever I had asked them to be on. So certainly appreciate them even responding back to me, uh, but we certainly understand here at the show that there's other things more pressing going on there at Franklin's and, of course, uh, within the whole state of Texas as well. Um, let me see if I can't get a couple items in here for the Mike McLeod. So he had mentioned that they were going to part ways with KCBS and let me get to my sheet here. I asked him to kind of clarify what all that will mean from a high level. And this is what he had to say. When we talked the other night, you know, we, we basically said that the relationship was going to end at the end of the year. And to better clarify that for those who are interested, the thing that's ending is our official agency of record status. We won't be handling 100% of the marketing. They'll actually be able to use some other firms or other people to help KCS grow in other ways that they see necessary or fit. We will still be in the mix uh, from time to time. You know, As I mentioned to you numerous times over the past uh, several years, barbecue's in our blood, barbecue's in the DNA of who MMA is now. So we're not getting out of it. And there might be times that we need to, to help KCBS uh, achieve some of its goals going forward, even though we may not be the agency of record. I then asked him from an infrastructure standpoint, is there anything that KCBS members need to be concerned about or you know, people within the structure itself? Most importantly, ownership of website or any of those other items, is that something that might go away or is going to need to be addressed or what have you? There won't be any issue on the website front, I don't think. Uh, we've, we've never been in a position where we tried to own it or even claimed ownership of it. It's always been a, a mutual effort and everything that we've created or put in play for the website for, for KCBS is really uh, ultimately their property. So going forward, I imagine that we will assist them and making sure that the transition is smooth, depending on who they end up using ultimately to either relaunch a new site or augment the current site. But all the records, all the things that you see there, all that stuff will still remain intact in some form or fashion. So the biggest question that I got that I wanted to chase back, Mike, uh, and, and ask was a lot of people saying, hey, how is this going to affect next season's National Pro Barbecue Tour, Sam's Club, all that stuff, is it going to go away? Is it going to become something else? Then I asked Mike what he can, what light he can shed on Sam's Club and uh, its 
next stage, if any? Well, first of all, I see the National Pro Barbecue Tour will be coming back in 2018, and we will be managing that tour. We've built a great relationship uh, with Sam's Club, and that tour by far had one of the most profound impacts on the barbecue industry. Sam's Club knows that. uh, KCBS knows that. I know that. So given the fact that we are intimately involved with them, we created the tournament, we operated, we work with great people like Michael McDermott and and, uh, contest reps to, to make sure that it's run properly. Given that we're the nucleus to that whole thing, it, it doesn't make sense at all that that would change going into 18 or beyond. Right now, the visibility is good. We are 100% certain that a tour is going to be put back in play for 2018, and currently I'm working on that right now. So if you were wondering, nothing is uh, going to be happening as it relates to the National Pro Barbecue Tour going away or being it's, it, it will be as it has always been a KCBS-sanctioned event. I do have more sound to play as uh, time permits, but I wanted to get those pieces out since a lot of people were wondering exactly what may or may not happen in regards to Sam's Club and some of the other things as uh, KCBS and MMA part ways to a certain degree, or at least as the agency of record starting January 1st, 2018. Thanks again to Mike McLeod for letting me record him this past Friday. All right. We got Tim Shop coming up out of the break. Let me talk to you quickly about the 2015, 16, and 2017 Barbecue Tool of the Year, the Chops Power Injector System. Three sizes to choose from. Number one seller, the half-gallon Chops Power Injector. Designed for competition folks or to pump up the backyard person like me or you. Easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and away you go. If you have just one brisket or pork shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It uses it all. It comes with a whole bunch of really cool stuff that you get. You pay 100 bucks plus you pay shipping. Then you have the one-gallon Chops Power Injector System. Holds double the amount of the half-gallon. Some use it in competitions like Memphis and May to do that whole hog, or maybe you're cooking 10 shoulders to get a perfect one. This one also comes with a whole bunch of cool stuff. It's 120 bucks plus you pay shipping. Then you have the Chops Full Power Injector System. It's electric and is the commercial and competition big daddy. Not a holding tank this time, but a three and a half foot pickup tube you can put in any size container from a few ounces to a 55 gallon drum. It was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. He has said time and time again, that with the Chops Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. This one comes with a whole mess of cool stuff. It's 325 bucks plus you pay shipping. Some of the top pitmasters in the world use the CPI system every day to make their barbecue better than everybody else's. Here's the deal. We live in a foodie world. You need something that can put flavor in every bite. This is how you can do it and do it fast, and it's not just for meat. You can also infuse alcohol into watermelon or a whole bunch of other neato stuff. Every injector hand-assembled right there in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. You got extra accessories or you want them, they got them. You can shoot a whole bunch of different ground spices. Here's the best advice I can give you. Call or visit the website Barbecue Kansas City, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, BarbecueKansasCity.com, and check out everything that they have to offer. The CHOPS Power Injector Systems give your barbecue power. Also, visit Dan's Barbecue Shop in Kansas City. 
All right, Tim Shop coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue a man actually named meathead the author of a barbecue bible bloggers reviewers competitors and manufacturers by the dozens it's the barbecue central show once again here's your host greg rempe all right welcome back This portion of the show is being brought to you by Smithfield. The summer, or this summer, Smithfield has partnered with the Ultimate Names and Grilling to bring you amazing prizes and succulent, succulent cash. All you have to do is get grilling. Grill, share, score. SmithfieldGetGrilling.com is the website. Just follow the theme that's currently going on. Grill it, share it. You could have an opportunity to win somewhere in the neighborhood of $5,000. What, you know, like $5,000? Forget it. Get that big stuff out of here. My next guest is the reigning barbecue ambassador award winner from the KCBS. This past weekend, there was a two-day event that took place in one of the most pristine and beautiful locations anywhere in the country, Washington Island, Wisconsin. And the name of the two-day event is Death Door Barbecue. Let's go ahead and race to the hotline. Welcome back. Pitmaster of Tim's Full Belly Deli, Tim Shop, joins me right here on the show. Tim, how are you, buddy? Tim. Hello. Hello. Tim, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Right here. Get your uh, nose out of the snifter of uh, brandy there, partner. No, no brandy, buddy. No brandy. Uh, all right. Uh, so, Tim, as I was just mentioning, you had the big two-day event this past weekend out there at Washington Island. And I guess for the folks that aren't familiar with the location, because it is you kind of unique uh, compared to a lot of other competition sites, are you able to paint a mental picture for us and perhaps start with how the hell you actually get there? Well, if you look at the map of Wisconsin as your right hand, at the thumb, at the very tip of it, is an island. In between the island and the mainland is an area where I believe over 100 ships have gone down in the last 150 years. It's oh. swirling water, known for wind, changing surf, and it's called Death's Door. And uh, the island's small, a couple hundred inhabitants, was famous in the old days for red potatoes. And uh, you go over on a ferry, four different ferries. One of them called the Washington will probably hold, I think it'll hold three trailers and trucks like mine, you know, so 40-foot trailers with a pickup truck, yep. assorted cars. And uh, you take about a 20, 25-minute ride across, and you're on the island. And, there's and then n- turn your watch back 30 years. And there's no other way to, to get out there. you got to go via ferry. Helicopter, plane. That that's probably not carrying your forty foot trailer and pickup truck, though. That's bro. not going to happen, no. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. So, and then you, as you had said right there at the end, I don't know if people caught it, set your watch back, not 30 minutes, but 30 years. Dark, Dark County is a, uh, Dark County is, I guess you'd call it the tourist trap of Wisconsin. Expensive restaurants, gift shops, artist communities, stuff like that. But once you cross that water under that island, mm-hmm. so. Can't buy a lottery ticket. There's one grocery store, and it is a true general store. And uh, you can buy 16 penny nails next to the Pampers and right next to a pound of ground beef. I think it's got five, six taverns and restaurants. And it's also famous for the the world's famous bitters club. Like uh, as in the cocktail seasoning bitters? Yes. The man who owned during Prohibition, before Prohibition, Nelson's which is the grocery, which is uh, in the old days, a grocery store, a bar, a restaurant, and a mercantile. It was also a pharmacist. During Prohibition, realizing that bitters, Angostura bitters, were 90 proof, mm-hmm. he kept his bar open throughout Prohibition and never closed, serving drinks made with 90 proof bitters, because at the time, bitters was considered a drug. Or a remedy. So when you visit the island, the big thing to do is go in there and drink a whole shot of bitters mm. and get your bitters card. So do you, and, uh, are there a number? I mean, if you go into any bar or cocktail shop that's worth its salt, there are any number of different flavors of bitters available now. Do they have a substantial selection there, or is it just no, the traditional the old-fashioned Yep. Nasty tasting bitters. They're not nasty. I think they're kind That's of a Christmassy. It's kind of Christmassy in have, a way. Have you ever drank a shot, shot and a half of bitters at one time? Who are you talking to, Tim? I am a I am a professional alcoholic. I'll thank you. <laughs> I I happen to be a I happen to be a fan, uh, and I think I don't want to get too far off the barbecue topic here, but I think the term bitters does a disservice to what it actually is, and I think uh, there's a guy down in New Orleans, a very famous bartender, who said, you know, it should be called a cocktail seasoning instead of bitters, because I think, you know, when you say, hey, let's do a shot of bitters, the first thing in your mind is like, oh, this isn't going to taste very good, but if I said, hey, let's do a shot of cocktail seasoning, you might be a little bit more amped up to do that shot. Now, whether you like the taste or not, it's probably debatable, but uh, I would imagine... So how many people that were there this weekend got their bidders card? Oh, I'll bet you there were 20, 25 or 30. I got mine years ago. Um, when I got mine, I think there were 15 or 20 of us drinking at one time. <laughs> the bartender puts a thumbprint on it, and everybody you drink it with signs the back of the card. Wow. And so what is a shot of bidders running these days? Oh, I couldn't even tell you. I, I think five bucks. Yeah, so not too bad. And I was always so I was I was surprised, and I didn't even realize that bitters was as high in ABV until just recently. I didn't I didn't know it was a ninety proof kind of a deal. Ron, it's not good if it's free. <laughs> it just doesn't taste good. Right. So, <clears throat> talk to me a little bit about the event itself. Of course, you know the other thing that I've noticed about you, Tim, as far as the contests that you are involved in—not all the time, but you know, quite a bit of the time. These are two-day contests. You don't mess around and do these one-day stuff. It's do it, get some sleep, turn it around, do it again. Is it like get the most for your money kind of a thought process with you? Well, we started our first one was Masters in May. 
And we added Green Bay a couple of years ago. We added this one. We've done Manitowoc. Um, what is usually a three- or four-day contest, arrive on Thursday, cook Friday to Saturday, and Saturday to Sunday. This one was a little different. Um, you really have to enjoy the island. We cooked Thursday to Friday, Friday to Saturday, allowing some people to leave Saturday and Sunday because of the ferry boat system. Mm-hmm. Even at that, uh, I waited in line for over three hours to load on the ferry Saturday night. Oh, dear. But people like Darren Worth Who? have turned the Darren Worth. You know that guy? Guy from Iowa? No. Darren Worth came up the first time last year, and he came up. It was a single contest Friday to Saturday. He came up on Wednesday and Tuesday night and really enjoyed it. I think this year he came up on Monday, as did Freeman Brothers, 5 o'clock somewhere, and he turned it into a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people that are talking about coming up 10 days early next time just to see what's there's not a lot to see. It's a small island, uh, schoolhouse beach, the lavender fields, the butterfly gardens, and wow. such. But uh, it, it, it's a true vacation. The people love the barbecuing family. Um, first time I was there, I was one of the original guys that started it when, when Dick asked us to come up and uh, went into a bar, two teams drank for three, four hours. When we went to leave, our money was still on the bar. It was thank you from the community. Wow. Uh, when Darren came up last year, the first time, the first three teams that entered the island, you go down a main street a couple of blocks long, and like I said, it's all bars and gift shops. And, uh, they came out of the bars and lined the street and clapped hands because the guys were there. And uh, I believe the crowd will find out this year was six, seven thousand. I guess they were lined up at the ferry line for two and a half miles to come out. Is this quite a influx of revenue for the for the island out there then too? The biggest thing they do all year. Wow. How many teams were there this year? Forty two. They tried the first year we had thirty or twenty six. Next year we're trying to grow it to forty eight. Um and all three parts of this triathlon, or triple crown as we call it, will have 48 teams. Um, they, they have a traditional Door County fish boil on Friday night with the big cauldrons. The fishermen go out, they catch whitefish. They, uh, they cut them up into chunks. They put them in these cauldrons with potatoes and onions mm. and carrots. Or I don't know what all they put in. And uh, they bring them to a boil. As the oils float to the top, they got to get rid of the oil on the top. So they throw a quart, a quart and a half of kerosene in the fire, and the fire envelops this cauldron and burns off all the oil. They take the basket out, dump it on newspaper, and you eat. Wow. And it's probably yeah, really probably good. Had, they probably had a thousand people there for that. Oh, wow. So in regards to the barbecue contest, uh, you have... Day one, Shake and Bake wins that, tallest guy in barbecue. And then day two, you get a getting basted, Brad Leiniger. So, you know, these these two guys uh, obviously know each other very well, uh, two of the top teams that you see kind of year in, year out on the circuit. From your perspective, how do you think the uh, the whole event won over the, the two, three, four-day span? Well, it was fantastic. I mean, I don't know too many contests that are farther north in the United States than Washington Island. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin being your, not your typical uh, Memphis or uh, 
Charleston or Kansas City, of course. Um, I mean, we had the likes of uh, Iowa Smoky D's, 5 o'clock somewhere, getting basted, Shake and Bake, Porky Butts, and Johnny Trigg. Um, Johnny Trigg hasn't been here in, I think, 10, 12 years, and when he did come, it was Madison way at the bottom of the state. But he was up, I believe, on Tuesday and spent the weekend. I believe he spent uh, Sunday on the island, and Monday went back to northern Wisconsin. Hmm. Um, plus other teams from all over the country, and, uh, and uh, of course, Wisconsin posse teams, you know. Um, I mean, it was a great showing. I, I, I think there were... I mean, we had chicken and grinning, whitewater barbecue. I, I believe there were six, seven, eight of the top ten teams in the country there. <clears throat> and it's not the first time, you know. You had mentioned uh, the uh, the triple crown. Are, is there some type of a like a con- not? Uh, is there an inclusive contest where if you do so well at these three, you kind of get like a triple crown championship or something along these lines? Right. What we what we did was we had sixty teams for a double contest in May at Masters in May. Uh, that was won by Shiggin and Grinnin and Hogline. Then we had a double contest in August, or in July, of course, at uh, the Packers-sponsored Gold Ribbon Fest in Green Bay. Yep. That was won also by Shake and Bake and Clark Crew. And then, of course, this was getting basted and Shake and Bake winning. Uh, you had to compete in at least four of the contests to qualify for the Triple Crown. The Triple Crown was sponsored by... Uh, Mark Rasmus and Richard Parker at the Barbecue Superstore. And what it was was an additional $6,000 thrown into the purse and split between the top 10 in cumulative points. And that was won by uh, Iowa Smoky D's was mm. first. I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but Iowa Smoky D's was in there and Shake and Bake was in there and it was uh, it was additional six thousand, but we look at it different. The three weekends totaled, I believe, ninety four thousand nine hundred dollars. Uh, two of the contests were Smithfield Grants, and Death's Door was a Snake River Farms challenge challenge uh, contest. So it sounds it sounds like next year you're already going to be like packed up for this kind of event. Well, this this one was what August twenty fifth. Yeah, and it was sold out in March. Sold out in March. So we sold it out in March. Holy moly! So you got to act quick. When does registration come back up for next year? Uh, well, it'll probably come up around January first. Oh wow! All right, so a little time they're between. Going, they're now, going right? over things. They're going over things now. Like I said, they'd like to get six more teams in, and uh, add some more stuff. They may there may be a kids queue next year. I'm on the I'm on the. Uh, team committee there. Maybe a kid's queue next year. I don't think it'll change much because, much because of its its uniqueness. It's held at, uh, it's held at an airport. Um, small planes, biplanes, antique planes. And uh, we've got a section of the airport that we use amongst the farm fields. And they cut the grass for us, and uh, that's the only time the grass gets cut. Uh, Tim so it's basically basically just for us. And like I said, the townspeople love it. They come out. Uh, we have people in that town. There's a guy there. He's got an excavating business and a fuel oil business. He latched on to one of the teams years ago. Um, he says, I'm going to sponsor you every year. Hmm. He pays their entry fee, gives them 500 bucks. One night they cook for his family. 
He supplies all the firewood. He brings his horses over. The kids get to ride horses, and he's just wow. a general nice guy. And a lot of teams do this. They befriended many people on the island, and uh, it's something they all look forward to. How many people live on the island? I don't think there's more than two, three hundred. Oh, so very small. Very. I, I mean, there's uh, one. <laughs> you two, know everybody. <laughs> three. There's four or five bars, a couple of resort hotels, but the place shuts down come Labor Day, and. Uh, the reason that this contest is held at this time is because school starts that weekend. Uh-huh. So the tourist trade is very bad. The ferry company donates all of your travel. We don't pay to go across. Oh. We're allowed one truck, a camper, and four people to go across free instead of, I believe, a truck and a trailer like mine would probably be $165 round trip. Oh, sure. But here, regardless that we're free, they line them up for miles to come there. Wow. I mean, there had to be 10, 15 planes in the air, and I don't know how many helicopters coming in <laughs> where you know, private pilots in small planes yep. were traveling Lake Michigan and saw an island covered in smoke. And these guys, they dropped out on me and said, hey, we got to come see what this was. Yeah, got to gotta check it out. Yeah. Uh, Tim, are you going to be heading to Kansas City this weekend? No, I was going to go until they moved it up seven weeks. We'll be <laughs> in uh, Warren's, Wisconsin this weekend. Are, do you, are you or getting a lot of that? Smoke it on the bogs. Do you hear a lot Pardon? of people saying that they're not going to be hitting up the Royal this year because of having such a Yeah, there's a, time a few change. of us that are going to Warren's, Wisconsin that would have liked to have gone to Royal or were there before, and uh, we're going to Warren's instead. And uh, I'm glad we did. It's one of the older contests in Wisconsin. It's held at the Jellystone Campground. And if we wouldn't have, the group of us that are staying, it wouldn't have, it might not have been a qualifier Uh-oh. because they lost a lot of teams to the, to the Royal. Yeah. And I would have to imagine there's a lot of competitions across the barbecue competition landscape that are suffering from the same kind of a thing. Uh, somebody told me 10 or 11. I mean, this, this comp had 34 teams last year. Um, I believe five decided not to go to the Royal, and we're still just sitting at 31. So it would have been pretty tight. No doubt. Uh, Tim Shop is the pitmaster of Tim's Full Belly Deli, giving us a full recount of what happened this past weekend at Death Door Barbecue in Washington Island, Wisconsin. Tim, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. It's Tim Shop right there if you need him. By the way, really good pitmaster all on his own. If you ever guess on run the Barbecue into him Central on the show, will appear via the Smithfield Hotline. He does his share yeah, of winning, undoubtedly. Uh, and he will not be at the American Royal this year, by the way. So, as I had mentioned, I have to imagine that there were a, a, teams put in a fantastic dilemma of having the Royal move up seven, eight weeks from when it has been for ever. And now it's smack dab right in the middle of uh, middle end of summer. And maybe there were contests that you had always gone to. And now you have to make the decision on if you're going to be going to the American Royal or not. And I would like to say that I was really close at landing an American Royal interview for next week. You know, I was they, I finally got somebody to email me back, and then all of a sudden I was getting connected with two and three different people, and there was a lot of people on email, carbon copies. But in the end, no. Get the 
I'm imagining somebody sussed me out and realized what might happen in a American Royal style interview. Maybe not. Maybe it's just too close and they couldn't take time out on a Tuesday evening. I'm going to think it's the former, but who knows? All right, folks, grilling season is alive and kicking. The place to head for all your barbecue grilling needs is Butcher BBQ. Of course, we know that Butcher's carries a great selection of barbecue products, uh, but their portfolio of grilling items continues to expand as well. You've heard me talk about grilling oils. I really believe in these products. I think they're going to change the way you cook forever. These items, shelf-stable, don't require refrigeration like a lot of other butters and some oils do. With grilling oils, all you need to do is just leave them out by the stove or take them out to the grill, then use as needed. If you need a butter kick, use butter flavor. If you want a chipotle kick or steakhouse kick, they have those flavors as well. When I'm cooking on the grill, and because these flavors aren't aggressive, I can kind of build a layer of flavor. So flip the burger or the steak or piece of chicken, then hit it with a little grilling oil, flip it again, hit a little grilling oil. I'm not going to overpower the protein. Then... When I take that meat off, I hit it with a little thin layer of grilling oil before it hits the table, just kind of kind of calm everything down. Man, it's perfect. And again, as I had mentioned, because they're shelf-stable, never out of sight, out of mind. It's so frustrating, right? You get a great product that you think you like, you open it, use it once, then you got to put it back in the refrigerator so it doesn't go bad, and you might forget about it the next time, or the time after that, or the time after that. And then by the time you remember it, it's gone bad. Ooh. Now... Dealers wanted. If you're currently owning a barbecue and grilling supply store and you don't carry the butcher lineup, what are you waiting for? Hit up butcherbbq.com. Request information on how to become a dealer for them today. Not only will Dave thank you, but your customers will reap the rewards by getting these fine products in their hands for themselves to try. These products extensively tested both in the backyard and the competition trail so you know they're going to deliver the goods. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com now. Check out all the products. You'll be happy that you did. Again, that's ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher's Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. We are back with one of the kings of the American Royal, Chris Marks, the good one smoker. Stick around. Be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back. This segment being brought to you by the National Pro Barbecue Tour, presented by Sam's Club. 31 cities, 500,000 in cash. Eternal bragging rights if you win the whole damn thing. This weekend, the 2017 Pro Barbecue Tour rolls into Traverse City, Michigan for a local event. To get more info on the tour, to check results, you can visit the website kcbs.us slash samstour. That's kcbs.us slash samstour. Helping me close the show tonight, one of the most prolific teams to ever compete at the American Royal, notching a number of grands and reserves during his time competing there. Also involved in the manufacturing and business side of barbecue with the Good One Smoker. Here to help me take a look ahead at the contest this coming weekend and to talk about some barbecue topics in general. 
the pitmaster of Three Little Pigs Barbecue, Chris March joining me. Chris, how are you, man? Doing great, doing great. Getting ready for the Royal. That's what I've been doing all today, cleaning smokers. Chris, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you recall offhand how many wins and reserves and con- or uh, like side category wins that you have accumulated during oh, your God. time at the Royal? Well, I know on the side cat- categories, uh, we've won the uh, actual side dish, I think, twice and reserve once. Uh, we've been grand twice in the uh, open. And we've been grand twice in the Invitational, and we've been reserve or runner-up four times in the Invitational. I'm no mathematician, but that seems to be just on the contest side, uh, eight wins or reserves. And people would be happy with just one, especially when you talk about an event like the American Royal. So when you look back and see that you've accumulated eight, how does that sit with you and kind of being a competitive guy and trying to do your best every time you get out there, uh, notching eight, how does that how does that kind of sit with you in the grand scheme? Well, it, you know, first of all, very blessed. And, and uh, as, as most know, you know, it's a, it's a lot of luck, and it's what tables you land on. And uh, we've been blessed to land on good tables. And, uh, you know, it's, it, this whole thing's a big crapshoot, and you just got to turn out good, good and consistent food, and that's what we did. And, uh, again, we're just – it was we were lucky. Chris Marks, good one smoker, three little pigs, the websites if you're uh, interested in checking it out here while we're chatting uh, the good-one.com is the cooker website, 3-little-pigs-bbq.com uh, for the rubs and sauces and stuff. Uh, Chris, you spend a lot of time over the past number of years traveling the country doing the cooking demos at the various places on the good one line of cookers. Rarely do you show up to cook a bunch of contests these days during a competition season, but you do make it a point to do the Royal. Obviously, as we had talked about, you have the success there in the past. Is it mostly a business thing at this point or for this event is a competition first and everything else second? Absolutely. You, you pack it right on the nose. It's pure business. I have friends coming in from Australia, Germany, Japan. Uh, you know, you know what? My my son Christopher, he's going to do most of the cooking. Uh, I've pretty much fallen into my dad's position to where I just sort of stand there and you know look like I'm having a good time. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's almost it, it's pure business now. Uh, don't throw a, a lot of you know. Do I want to say a lot of hardcore? Uh, competition into it you know what what's going to happen is going to happen but uh again there's just so many people i love to see this i think will be our 24th year this year being in the royal um but again it's just a great contest and i have so many friends now since i've been out doing the classes and this is actually believe it or not it's going on my 10th year of doing classes and uh, i i have people friends coming in from dallas i mean I just met a new guy from a, a barbecue class that I did out in Louisville who uh, runs a large restaurant franchise that just emailed says he's coming in from uh, Columbia, Columbus, uh, Columbus, Ohio. So that's what it's about for me. It's about friends. It's about just having a good time. 
Chris, when you look back at your your time competing, and obviously you're very heavy into it, I believe early '90s through uh, the beginning of the 2000s, and you see, right. you know, now where we're at, 13 years later, 2017. How much has changed between now and then, and how much do you think has stayed the same? Well, I don't think a lot has stayed the same, and I think a lot of my mom had the uh, premonition when she was on the board that the one thing they ever wanted it to turn into would be a big NASCAR-type corporation to where he had a bunch of big sponsors, sponsored a bunch of teams, and uh, basically what it does is a little guy has a tendency to be looking from the inside out, inside out or outside in, or they're looking on that outside in and just wondering how to get there. And if they aren't there in a couple of years, they're just moving on to another hobby. Um, I think it's sort of heading that way. I think, you know, I noticed in Kansas City, we've lost a lot of contests in the last couple of years. And these were long-term, like 15 to 20-year type contests. Raytown, Sugar Creek, Blue Springs, uh, Cameron, all these other big contests have just gone away. And I think a lot of it's due to that and uh, the expense, and more or less the expense of people thinking that they have to buy Wagyu, they have to have all this fancy stuff to do it, and I think it's throwing a lot of the people off. Do you think a a portion of that, I mean, obviously I certainly get where you're coming from as far as people seeing what's winning, and then there's that inherent feeling of having to quote-unquote run with the Joneses in order to be competitive, but do you think that because the judges are getting their hands on these higher quality pork products and beef products and chicken that maybe without even knowing it, their judging palate is becoming somewhat jaded where if they're not getting that, that's the thing that's going to stick out and not in a good way. Like maybe in the old days, you'd jack around with the flavor profile a little bit. Maybe it sticks out in a good way from somebody and that's what earned you that grand championship. But this time around, it could work as a detractor almost. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And uh, listen to the first of the show. I thought it was fantastic that a guy thir- shows uh, turns in legs and gets a 180. I think that's fantastic. Uh, I mean, again, it's, I called it the world of sameness. Everybody's got to use the same thing. Everybody's got to turn it in the same way. So it just comes down to, you know, there's no more creativity and uh, just stuff that really made it true competition back then. You know, you had to be creative. You had to think on your feet. Now it's just, here's what the judges want. We have to cook like this. You know, it's sort of the way I see it now. Evolution is evolution. Change is inevitable. They always say you either change and adapt or you just stay the same and kind of fade away. Do you think that there will be a tipping point where competition barbecue might evolve into something that really only a very small percentage of teams do, and, and maybe it is a true these 20 or 30 teams are fully sponsored and you know everybody else kind of races around in their regional tracks, uh, you know, for using car races as an example, or do you think it can still have the ability to come back to more of an everyman look at some point before it gets too far? Well, what you're doing now is you can take a look at what's going on at NASCAR. And what are they down to? What what five teams now that are pretty much running all the cars? Sure. And you look you look at the tracks. You know you you sit four hundred thousand some of these places, and now you're you're seeing maybe sixty or seventy. So you know, un- unfortunately, uh, it, you have to do what it needs to do. 
but I hope, I just hope with all hope that it doesn't end up with 25 or 30 sponsored teams and then you have the rest of them sort of looking from the outside. Conversely, is it fair to say that the backyard side or the backyard portion of the barbecue and grilling industry is seeing the most popularity that you've seen maybe in the 10 years you've been doing classes? Absolutely. Backyard's been huge. Now, you know, when I, I, I really did the, took, take a big step back and took a look at how I want to present classes. And, you know, I, I really don't want to do competition classes. Yeah. I want to teach the backyard guy simple method and technique. And that's what I do. You know, I'm not out there trying to, to, to beat the bush for competition guys, but I want that backyard guy who's frustrated, trying to step into this and just wants to learn how to do it right. Then when he learns how to do it right, he makes his own style. And that's my big preach is that you make your own style. I'm going to show you method, technique, charcoals, woods. I'm going to show you why, how to get from point A to point B and build your consistency and be able to repeat it. Chris Marks joining me here on the show. From a classes standpoint, Chris, aside from the American Royal that you're going to be at this weekend, where are you going to be giving classes over the next month or two? Well, I'll be in Dallas, down in Plano, and I'm doing an all-wagu class down there. I'm going to be doing – it's a beef rib, a uh, flat iron, and also mm. beef cheeks. And uh, also, I'll be heading over to Indianapolis to do a couple classes, and then I'll be doing – three classes up in uh, Nebraska, and then I have, hell, I can't remember. I've got like three more just to, to basically push it out. Then I end my season down in uh, Phoenix, the three classes down at Barbecue Island, and that's one of my long terms. I've been doing classes there for almost 10 years every year. You mentioned a protein that I have been hearing more and more about, especially this year, a little bit last year, but especially more and more this year, which is beef cheeks. What is uh, that? Uh, what is that akin to that somebody might already have had? And how easy is it to get beef cheeks? Well, first of all, it's not very easy to get beef cheeks. And also, what what I did is when I was over in Australia, they cooked a lot of beef cheeks, and it, it's very fajita type cook. You know, it's got a lot of fat, a lot of connective tissues. I mean, it's it's a pretty tough cut, but it's flavorful. It's, it's just like if anybody's ever had halibut cheeks. Or even gone in and pulled the cheeks on pork when you're doing whole hog. You go in there and pull that cheek meat. I mean, it's just sweet. It's got a great flavor. A lot of fat, a lot of collagen. So it's got a lot of flavor. So you'll treat it sort of, I mean, more of a, it's going to be more of a, a slow smoke and then like a reverse sear on it. Uh, carne sauce, that kind of stuff works really well with beef cheek. Are you surprised at how popular this pork belly burn ends thing is taken to the internet and uh, the cooking social media, barbecue and grilling platforms over the last month or two. Absolutely. I've been actually uh, teaching that for about four years now, uh, pork belly. And uh, the great thing about pork belly uh, really is it, it's really universal. It's easy to cook. And the thing has got a lot of fat, it's got a lot of forgiveness in it. Uh, the pork belly burn ends, I mean, are fantastic, especially you, you go ahead and you'll smoke them first, then you'll, you're going to drop them and, you know, put them back on the grill and sort of crisp them up. Mm -hmm. They're fantastic. A lot of flavor, a lot of fat. A lot of a lot of people are sort of turned off because of the fat. When when you try to do that initial just pork belly smoke, it was sort of a, 
fusion-y thing that you would see like three or four years ago where they take that thin slice and wrap it around. It had a lot of fat and it was really soft. But on our side, what we did is we, we smoked it more then we actually crisped it up, mm. so it, it was just it was just great flavor. I mean, a lot of fat, a lot of flavor. If you have never taken one of Chris's classes, and I have been privy to actually seeing one happen over on the west side of Cleveland, I highly recommend it. You can visit the website, thegood-one.com or three-little-pigs-bbq.com for products, updates, all that good stuff. And if you're going to be at the Kansas Speedway for the American Royal. Hey, Chris is going to be there as well, checking it out and uh, talking to everybody. So, Chris, always appreciate the time that you give here to this show. Uh, good luck this coming weekend, and we'll talk soon. Yep, call me if you need me. I will. There he is, Chris Marks. Three little pigs. All guests on the Barbecue Central Show appear via the Smithfield Hotline. Yummy. If you're counting, by the way, uh, in totality – which I believe is also the thing that they said the Eclipse did, totality. The path of totality. Uh-oh. Eight either reserve or grand championships for the American Royal Open slash Invitational. Plus, he'd won the sides as well, as you were mentioned, or as uh, you would recall. So. As I say, and I don't like to use the term lightly, kind of a living legend of barbecue who had had his time. I believe they actually changed some of the rules when he was cooking as well for uh, the American Royal. You can look that up in the history books if you're not familiar with Chris Marks. But gotten away from the cooking aspect of it and now seeing uh, perhaps an incredible amount more success in the cooker industry of it with the good one smokers those are really cool cookers by the way so look for him he's always touring comes out here to Cleveland a couple times a year gives great classes some barbecue stuff some grilling stuff so good luck to him and his son and the rest of the team going out to the American Royal this coming weekend. I'm going to talk to you about the longest-running sponsor of the show and a guy that we had on the first hour, Barbecue Bob Trudnack for the Barbecue Guru. If you're lurking, lurking, or looking, to turn the heat up on your barbecue skills this summer, check out the most advanced ceramic cooker and high-tech barbecue accessory to hit the market this year. Of course, I'm talking about the all-new Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition and CyberQ Cloud, just launched by the Barbecue Guru, the world's first temperature-controlled ceramic smoker grill with a built-in power draft fan. It's going to give you the easiest and most successful barbecue experience currently available. These must-have new products will make barbecuing easier than ever before and will be your very new secret weapon for cooking delicious food Every time, all the time. If you heard Bob's segment at 914, you're probably ready to buy. So here's what you do. Head over to bbqguru.com and grab them up while they last. You can also visit monolithgrills.com. If you have any questions about what to order, as I had mentioned before, please call 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Or visit the website bbqguru.com. Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. 
All right, we're going to wrap up this whole show when we come back. If you want to jump in, more than happy to have you quickly. 216-220-0966. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. Be right back. Injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. I can get to a couple more of these Mike McLeod hits. One of the other questions that I got after we got off the air on Tuesday was what's going to happen with the KCBS sponsors that MMA has brought to the table already? Are they going away? Do they stay? What's the deal? Just because we're changing the agency record status doesn't mean that a lot of the sponsors and partners involved with KCBS are are going to go away because technically our relationship with KCBS has been a very interesting hybrid. We've provided marketing services as an agency of record and that's technically what's changing. And we've been a sponsor acquisition recruiter type agency for KCBS. That part still remains. Our incentivized role to do that uh, stays the same. And we will certainly be trying to maintain key relationships and programmatic approaches on many fronts for KCBS. So one of the other big questions after with, you know, what's going to happen with Sam's Club? And I played the answer to that last segment or the open segment no top of the uh top of the first hour or top of the second hour here which is it's coming back it's going to be a kcbs run event but does any of this change going to affect how the registration is going to run because this was the first year that it had ran significantly or the smoothest it had ever run. I've, that was like the biggest complaint from everybody every year was, oh, I got jammed out or it's locked out or the website's crashed or whatever. So how is registration going to run going forward? This year uh, was the best operational year from um, onboarding and, and signups to kickoff to delivery. We've learned every year how to make this process a little bit better. At the end of the tour every year, we take note of things that need improvement. Uh, we take note of things that were successful, and we, we certainly um, do everything that we can to make sure that the next year is even better. So I believe the days of the hiccups uh, from a technical sign-up process are over. As long as the, the same infrastructure stays in play with KCPS on the agency side of things, and I, I think it will be, we reached a great point in the seventh year, and I think that's going to pay off even better in 2018. I did ask him again about the World Food Championships, uh, either realistically or at least from a perceived aspect, pulling time away from duties at the KCBS and how accurate 
was that or not? You know, I can't ultimately answer the question for the executive board, but I did hear some concerns about the growth of WFC being a concern for some people and their thoughts on how we might be able to deliver service to KCBS. But I'm here to tell you that's really not factually accurate. If anything, it's probably a red herring. Bottom line is this. When we first started working for KCBS, we had over 100 clients of record. Over the years, as KCBS has been successful and we've helped grow it, and WFC has been successful and we've helped grow it, we have been tapering our number of official clients down every year so that we could continue to serve KCBS and, and the needs of WFC. Right now, I have less than 30 official clients. So we're at a third of where we were in 2007 when we first began. And the second point I would bring up is that our average annual contribution to the bottom line of KCPS has been consistent across the entire 11 years. At the end of this contract year, we will have contributed a little bit more than $3 million in uh, sponsorship and marketing efforts, actually sponsorship and partnership efforts to KCBS. So there was no performance letdown or performance problems on the MMA service side or sponsorship side to KCBS. All right. So uh, there was the follow-up conversation with Mike McLeod from MMA Creative talking about the end-of-the-year split that will happen, uh, Sam's Club, all that good stuff. So thanks again to Mike McLeod for letting me do that. Uh, Quick out. Thanks to Bob Trudnack from Barbecue Guru. Thanks to Tim Shop from Tim's Full Belly Deli. And thanks to Chris Marks from The Good One Smoker and Three Little Pigs Barbecue for being my guest this evening. If you missed it, go back and get the podcast. Subscribe to it if you haven't. Please do that. Tell a friend. we got a jam-packed show next week, September 11, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. <laughs>